Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, you have me, Drew, you have Luke, and Elisa. I don't know why I always say me and then my name. It's because it, I don't know. I'll stop it's doing okay. that. <laughs> well, I've been thinking a lot about our intro lately. So, <laughs> to the listeners, we're going to experiment soon, Yeah. And we'll get something cool down. Yeah. Promise. Something that sounds better than me blabbering. <laughs> um, well... Before we jump into episode four uh, of Loki, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk about some of the other Marvel news uh, that came out this week, just so we can kind of knock that out of the way. Um, First up, we got another trailer for Shang-Chi, and there were some wild fan theories about something that we see, and that has all been corroborated. Um by Marvel saying that, yes, this is in fact what it is. Um, So if you haven't seen the trailer, definitely suggest going to watch it. You can pause this right now and go watch it and then come back (laughs) just so we don't spoil it. But spoiler alert for the trailer. Uh, So we get to see Abomination and he is fighting a sorcerer of some sort in this big cage. Uh, and I guess fans looked into it. I'm pretty sure like, I mean, who saw that and didn't think it was abomination. Yeah. But as for who he was fighting, um, I didn't, I was just like, Oh, whatever. He's just fighting somebody. Um, but I guess fans thought that he might be fighting Wong, um, the sorcerer Supreme's right hand man. And that is indeed, uh, who it is. So we have, our first sort of pulling, I don't know, crossover, pulling Shang-Chi mm-hmm. into the MCU, just like right off the bat. They're like, bam, here's these two characters from these other two MCU movies. Although like Hulk is still like, it's weird that it's part of the MCU mm-hmm. without <laughs> being a Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie. I don't know. But so that's pretty exciting. I thought that was 
I was all excited when I saw it and I was like, I can't wait to talk about abomination. And then I saw the news uh, yesterday, I think, or maybe it was this morning um, that it was, yes, that it was indeed. Yeah, it was yesterday, which I, I need to find this close. I need to watch it again. I really enjoyed the trailer. Is it the same design that we've seen of abomination? Cause it looks a little different, but I didn't look at it close enough to see like, is it, the abomination we've already seen or is it going to be so i th- believe it's an updated form of the abomination we've already seen uh he has like a little bit longer spines mm-hmm. um he's a little bit smoother not as veiny because everyone in that hulk movie was just super veiny um right. so i think he's a little bit a little bit of like a marvel had a quick pass over him his character mm-hmm. model and smoothed it out made it look a little more sleek yeah, I'm looking now. So I see he's got like spikes where his spine is. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember that. So he did have that, but they weren't, they were more, it was more like his spine like grew out of his back a little bit. Whereas yeah. now it's like full on spines. L- Lizard esque. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still hyped for it though. This, I think, I think I would agree. I think this new trailer gets you hyped. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, now that we've kind of talked that out of the way, uh, we have some other Loki news that we'll talk about at the end of the episode. Um, but let's just go ahead and dive into Loki episode four, the Nexus event. Um, I feel like I see a lot of back and forth between other fans and just between us and our own personal chat uh, about like what we thought about this episode and whether or not it was a good episode, a bad episode, a interesting episode. I don't know. I feel like everyone's got lots of lots of feelings about it. So I'll, I'll let someone else start. I'm the one who thinks it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I said it was probably my favorite thus far. I think it's good too. I think this one just layers in those interesting questions. I think this one sets up probably the most important questions of where this is really going to go. I agree. I'm, I was nervous at first because the like first, I don't know, five minutes of this episode were kind of slow. Um, so I was a little bit like, Oh no, this is like an exposition episode and nothing's going to happen. But then the episode picks up pretty quickly and, and it is that like, here's all these questions we're asking you all these questions. So it's like, all right, well, you've only got two episodes left to give me all these answers. So chop, chop, better get to it. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> um, well, it, it kind of, I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoyed the episode as a whole, but I did feel like they asked a few too many questions to now I'm worried that we're going to get a similar last episode to Falcon and the Winter Soldier where they've hmm. they've set themselves up to explain too much and then they won't have enough time. Um, granted, I have seen a lot more about Loki season two and potentially right. season three than I did about Winter Soldier having any extra seasons or anything. So this does seem like a show that they're putting the time into to make more seasons and more episodes. But at the same time, you can't, you can't set up season two, three episodes away from the end of the season. Like 
that's just far too long to make me wait for these answers. So unless you know, it's just it's just a question of like how much of this could be filmed already. If they they filmed a lot and didn't tell us, it's only because like six episodes just doesn't seem a lot. And looking right now at the the release date for. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, that's March of 22. So we're going to need a lot of stuff answered before then, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. could we get a second season of Loki before the year's end? Don't know. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like that would be a... I mean, like you said, we don't know how much they have already shot. So could we get a WandaVision special before the year's end? I could see that. I could see that. Even just like a little, like mini Mm -hmm. one episode, two episode teaser. I feel like regardless of what is in either one of those series, that we're going to be able to walk into Doctor Strange without having seen either one of them and be able to understand i think they'll include enough exposition to where people who didn't watch the stuff on disney plus will still be able to watch the movie so i'm not worried too much about it having to set up doctor strange i just think that it will in some fun ways that will be like interesting for us who have seen both of these series whenever we go to see doctor strange but it's not going to alienate people who haven't i'm sure they'll do that i would agree Though at the same time, I almost want it to be like, kind of like an inside club. Like they want you to see all this <laughs> stuff. So like we can sit there and be like, oh, we know, we know. And everyone else just be completely lost. It's going to be a crazy movie. It's going to be a wild ride. But uh, yeah, I want, I want enough. I want it to make it super special. I mean, think about how, how many, how many Fast and the Furious movies there are. And the fact that that, that movie series makes so much money every time they pump out a new one it's just it just goes to show that that people don't care about plot lines people don't care about the story they just want to see crazy action so i could see that like the disney plus series are a way for those of us that do enjoy exposition and do (laughs) want a story if they're like here you go nerds like here's your story but don't worry movie lovers the movie is gonna you don't need to watch all that slow stuff to watch the movie the movie will just be an action-packed movie so Mm -hmm. i could see that i could see them using this as a way to appease those of us that want a little bit more yeah for me what would be the height is if we start getting the horror element because they're saying like this movie is supposed to be like the first that leans more towards a horror Mm -hmm. than the other mcu films so it'd be really cool to start getting a little taste of that of whatever they have in mind raimi horror movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel it like it's scary. That's gonna yeah. be fun. <laughs> I feel like it'll be a little bit. I think they're gonna lean a little bit more into the psychological thriller mm-hmm. aspect, um, especially with. Uh, see, now I keep wanting to call him Mobius, Morbius, <laughs> uh, especially with that coming out, what next mm-hmm. year? So, I feel like that one will be a little bit more of like a jump out, yeah, spookiest, sure. scary movie. We'll get that and Blade. Mm-hmm. Hints, hints, hints. <laughs> um, well, I want to jump right into sort of 
the beginning of this episode. Um, it picks up right where the last episode left off with them on the planet. They've kind of just accepted that they're both going to die there. And then, ta-da, TVA is like, no, we'll save you. Because why? They don't really explain. They're just like, oh, we'll save you. And so they save them. And I was really confused why there were two doors that opened. Um, yeah, I, why not just one? Yeah, like, I get that it looked cool that two doors opened behind each of them. But yeah, they shouldn't need two doors. They should just need one door. So that was... I don't know if I missed yeah, something. I, I, they, needed, yeah. <laughs> they needed two to get all of Sylvie's security in. <laughs> I, yeah, the two thing because it, it would have made a lot more sense if the doors led to different areas. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want Loki to go here and Sylvie to go here, mm-hmm. versus if they just go into the same room together, they could just use the one. I don't know. I think it was probably more aesthetic type thing. Yeah, they definitely took them in though because they thought that they were going to be out there causing more disruptions, like Sylvie already did. It's, I'm, I don't think that they're confident that that apocalypse was going to kill them. Well, I was conf- I was wondering that too, just because like Loki is a god, and we've already seen Thor floating in space, yeah, and not dead. So, in theory, Loki and Sylvie, if the planet exploded, they would probably be like roughed up a little bit, but they could be alive just floating through space. So. I mean, maybe that is the reason. Um, I wanted to get I'm, your. Oh, well, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I was thinking about this as the as we kind of like get that recap of that the end of episode three. I wonder if they filmed anything where they just kind of like whatever we accept it. Let's just go get a drink and have another conversation. Because <laughs> like when I was just watching that, like if I was in their shoes, I'd probably just turn around and be like, all right, where's the closest bar? I'm just going to go sit down and have a drink. <laughs> I mean, I'm re- that that would be a, a great little uh, fun blooper episode if they did go that route. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. They like knew that they were fine. Yeah. I uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the nexus event that happens uh during them just sitting waiting for the end of the world um it seems like the event was caused by some sort of romantic flame igniting between sylvie and loki or maybe some sort of like deeper understanding of each other I, i i didn't really to me, it felt like they were trying to make this love story between Loki and Sylvie. But then a different part of me was like, no, that's just that just seems too cheesy for how much work they're putting into this show to make this show interesting and engaging and new to then cheapen it by being like, oh, they love each other. And that was the event. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Come on. So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, that mini nexus that happens right before the planet explodes. It wasn't so many. It was like going straight up. It was the scariest kind of nexus I've ever seen. 
But what you're saying about, uh, like, it basically being because two Lokis are suddenly kind of, like, digging on each other is basically what Michael Waldron, the head writer, said. <laughs> he said that it's, uh, hang on, I actually have the quote here. <laughs> I pulled it up because I was like, I might need this <laughs> at some point in the episode. Let's see. Two Lokis are having a moment they were never supposed to have, which is pure chaos. The look they share that moment is started as a blossoming friendship. Then for the first time, they both feel that twinge of, oh, could this be something more? What is this I'm feeling? There are two beings of pure chaos that are the same person falling in love with one another. That's a straight up and down branch and exactly the sort of thing that would ter- terrify the TVA. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I, you know, as you were saying that, I started thinking like, I wonder if in any of the series... Loki and Sylvie had a kid and maybe that kid was some titan of mm-hmm. the Marvel universe knowing, I, you know, mythologically yeah, Loki has a bunch. So <laughs> that was, that was my thought process through that whole thing is like, are they, le- <laughs> are they trying to hint that like they're going to have a kid and the kid's going to be the huge threat? <laughs> I mean, that would be scary. I would, I would enjoy that more than just them being like, "Ah, oh, they fell in love with each other, and it was so crazy that it created a nexus event." Like, yeah, okay. we don't need that. <laughs> it's also kind of interesting there because they basically did like a zoom in because he, you know, uh, he's saying like, "We'll see anything now, even if they like step on the wrong leaf." Yeah. So like that, like, why didn't you do that earlier? <laughs> like, I don't know. That just the tech there the, again this goes into their whole technology setup it seemed very very weird to make that decision and know. they've already showed us how hard it is to have any kind of a nexus event during an mm-hmm. apocalypse right exactly yeah so if they were yeah yeah it just makes more confusion like they could have found sylvie much earlier then I mean, you'd think instead of dialed to leave. Yeah, I like um, so that whole moment that was going in the back of my mind of like, okay, okay, setting up a love story. There could be a kid. I was really fascinated nitpicking like the color setup of everything. So when you look at behind them, you see this planet exploding and everything's flying toward them. But like the two colors that really like stand out here is like green and purple. So I instantly was like, ooh, like pl- getting like planet cult vibes. But the <laughs> deeper looking into like uh, King the Conqueror, that's kind of like his color scheme too. Mm-hmm. So really focused on that of like, you know, could that be hints at anything? I mean, I hope, I really want there to be something more than just the TVA being the bad guy for this series. And I mean, this whole episode the farther you get in it, the more and more it's like, ah, the TVA is the bad guy. Like Mm -hmm. they're definitely not so great. Um, But I don't know. I I do hope that Kang plays a role. Like even if they make Kang the like Disney plus villain and then like Mm -hmm. all of these Disney plus shows are them fighting Kang, but then they make whatever Dormammu or something, the, big bad for the Marvel Mm -hmm. universe, like Galactus or whatever that can all be MCU. But then for this, these series, they could be fighting another big bad. And then, yeah, I mean, 
that'd be super cool. We we kind of already know where Kang's gonna appear officially, mm-hmm. so we kind of know what that setup is. But could this be an intro to him? That's the question. Because the deeper we start talking about this, I've got a lot of cool questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, uh, Thor, not Thor. Well, yeah, Thor Ragnarok, but that. <laughs> The uh, scene where Loki is stuck in the time loop uh, with Sif. I was really expecting it after it looped a couple times to then change into a loop with the Hulk smashing him over and over <laughs> again. I was uh, that would have could that have been worse? I don't know. I feel like it would have been worse, right? Like it, it feels like that would have done more damage to him. Then, like, even if it was just a loop, he was just banging him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I don't know. I thought that would have been funny for them to throw sh- in there, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was discussed on the at the round table. You know, when they're <laughs> thinking of this episode, I don't think the whole point was to like really destroy him, though. It's I feel like it's enough to where it's just that annoyance, right? Yeah, I was just trying to loosen him up, loosen him up. Yeah. That scene was, I really enjoyed the scene though, just because it was so, it was funny, but you really get to see Loki in this episode specifically go through this understanding and acceptance of who he is. Right. Like the beginning of the episode, he's like, oh my gosh, like, hey, I really like myself enough Mm -hmm. to fall in love with myself, basically. And then... (laughs) Later, during this scene, he just gets broken down where he's like, I get it. I'm the worst. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. And then later, he basically just has to accept that he's going to be alone forever. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what he keeps hearing. You're going to be alone forever. So just another great Tom Hiddleston acting moment. You see him go through all these different things. Um, There's so many in this episode. Yeah. But was that that really foreshadowing something at the very very end Ooh. well Wait, what? <laughs> i uh before we get, before we get there i did <laughs> like that they used a lot of um asgard in this episode mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, we get to see it with loki and sif which is kind of cool uh it is wrote it in my notes here uh it is based on a story actually uh, from Norse mythology, where Loki cuts off some of Sif's hair, uh, which is why, you know, it's Norse mythology, so some crazy <laughs> reasonings, but it's basically why Thor married Sif was because, or loved Sif, was because she had this beautiful hair, and Loki cut her hair off. And so that that's kind of fun that that's sort mm-hmm. of what's going on here. It, it harkens back to the uh, D.B. Cooper bit where it's like oh okay now we're getting to see like real history yeah um but the other time we get to see asgard is when we see a little bit of sylvie's past um and there are two big uh little easter eggs in this scene alone first we see sylvie playing with two um dolls dolls whatever little wooden carvings um and it's what looks to be a valkyrie on a horse and mm-hmm. it's fighting just kind of like this mass. So it kind of seems like, oh, there's the Valkyries trying to fight Hela, maybe. 
Um, mm-hmm. The other thing we get to see is next to the boat uh, before they walk away, there's a giant carved wolf, um, which would be Fenris wolf. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool that here we are, like this episode really tried to remind everyone like, hey, these are Norse gods and North mythology and here's this Norse story and here's these other two things that kind of harken back to Thor Ragnarok, but also like real Norse mythology. So I don't know, I thought that was kind of cool that we're tying a little bit of history into this series that theoretically would have more to do with history since they're time traveling Mm -hmm. all the time, but they did stray away from that, which I'm glad we're not just doing like <laughs> travel to the new time period of the episode, but then they drag poor little Sylvie into the TVA and she's just like this big and is having to like go through the like robot detector and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Oh, it's terrible. It was so sad. And also she was dark headed, which tells us that current sylvie bleaches her hair which how and when unless she's just like going into the rocks cart bathroom every couple of weeks and getting out some herbal essences which no one should do that don't box bleach your hair brunette girls don't ever do that i don't know how she's maintained this living in a number of apocalypses but at some point she got tired of being dark-headed and just decided to switch it up a little Mm mm-hmm well, it is crazy, too, like, how young she is when she gets taken. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those things that, like, okay, here's another question that you need to answer in the next two episodes. Why was she taken? Because it even gets flatly asked in the episode, why did you take me? And they mm-hmm. just don't give her an answer. Um, but if you recall in the last episode or two, no, yeah, last episode, um, when she sets her plan in motion. She says, this has been a plan I've been working on for years. And at the time, you don't really know how, you know, again, we don't really know how time works. So Mm -hmm. it's bizarre that she aged as much as she did. So like, how long was she actually working on this plan? Hmm. Like, was it just the base timeline of how human years work or since she's as guardian is it how as guardian years work or is it because she was in the tva some crazy like she's been doing this for 600 years or something you know so i mean it definitely helps explain how she knows how other stuff works you know she's been basically with them since she was a child and it could be decades it could be millennia it could be whatever other big number of years there mm-hmm. are. So I thought that was interesting, but it is, it did bring up so many questions that are like, okay, you're not, you're not going to not tell us though, right? You're going to explain how this happened. I hope. Right. Drew is froze. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, man, I've got questions and theories now, but I can't talk about them until we get to the very end. Cause the very end <laughs> is like the big thing. Um. Yeah, Renslayer. Okay, Renslayer is the one who brings Sylvie in. Like, we gotta get a backstory on Renslayer. We gotta know what's her mo. Yeah, I mean, like that was just a cold, cold moment from Renslayer whenever Sylvie asks why uh, or what her Nexus event was, and mm-hmm. she just says, "I don't even remember." Yeah, 
So yeah, we do get to see Renslayer slowly become more nefarious or I don't know. The TVA is kind of like a cult in this episode where we still don't really know who's in charge. We still don't know what their real end goal is. I mean, they say it's the prime timeline or whatever, but we don't know. Hmm. And then we don't really know who's bad and who is just a, a variant with their mind erased. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll be interesting to see like people that we think are bad are actually normal people with their mind erased or people that we think are people with their mind erased are actually either going to be villains or they really were created by the timekeepers. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff we can do with this information now. One of the things I was wondering about is like in the flashback with Sylvie, we saw that uh, Renslayer was like a hunter, not a judge. And I don't think that she thinks that the uh, the uh, timekeepers are real. I think she knows that they're like androids or whatever. But at what point did she find that out? Because it's hard for me to imagine this being her scheme by herself and then being like, okay, but I'm going to work my way up through the ranks so that I can get into a position of authority in the organization that I created. That doesn't make sense. So is it kind of like like Scientology, where like you get up to a certain level and they're like, okay, the timekeepers aren't real. It's some robots we got in the basement. We're really in charge. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like we we still don't even know. Like maybe those robot timekeepers are just there, so the timekeepers don't have to sit in that creepy dark hall. And maybe there. Not- <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like we're uh, skipping ahead a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but but i but i agree like i i feel like you know none of them seem to act even the even the guards that are in that room none of them seem to act like they know that they're robots so yeah i didn't like that whole scene honestly i'm still torn with it this is i'm gonna rewatch this episode tonight again um there's something about that whole moment I just wasn't feeling like it. So first of all, like, yeah, we get to see the timekeepers. You get a little clue at the beginning. Um, and then we see them later on a, I couldn't hear a word they were saying. (laughs) Had my TV turned up fairly loud and I still could not understand what they were saying. I had to do closed captions. I may have to do the same. (laughs) I'll have to go back and do that as well. Um, I hated the way they looked. I thought they looked, you know, they keep referring to these as lizard people and one or two of them looked more fuzzy than lizard like. <laughs> they they looked better as statues. Yeah, they looked really cheap. And then they're like androids. So it's like now this goes in the one question. Do the timekeepers exist? I'm leaning towards that they don't. This this is, you know, this whole thing is like mischief. So there's someone or something else in charge that just I made mean, up the time. Yeah, keepers. I, I 100% agree. And only, you know, the limited knowledge that I know about the timekeepers in the MCU. They are who mm-hmm. they say they are, but they're not necessarily good guys. So it's like, why, mm-hmm. like what's with all the secrecy? If you can control 
time. And you've created the TVA to carry out your plan. But now I'm thinking like, okay, well, what if, you know, you know, these shows and the MCU and stuff have taken Marvel stories and put a new spin on them. So this could be a Mm -hmm. reality where the timekeepers died a long time ago and somebody, maybe them, maybe somebody else has replaced them with these androids to like continue running things Mm -hmm. after they passed. Or they're held hostage. (laughs) We don't know. These are the questions. On a, on a lighter question note before we get too far away from this scene because we do want to jump back because we did kind of jump forward in the episode but um, <laughs> before we get too far away from it the time stick or what I don't know what they call it they're pruning sticks whatever they seem to <laughs> yeah yes the it's melt the, stick the seems melt stick. to be a melt stick <laughs> about half of the time and then the rest of the time, it doesn't seem to do anything. I'm sure that it was just choreography and these aren't actual melty sticks. But in that entire fight scene, there are at least mm-hmm. five times that you can see the melty end of the stick touch a person and nothing happens. <laughs> Maybe it's like a cattle prod, and you can hit it with somebody else, or hit somebody with it all you want to. But you have to actually push the button I mean, when you do it, or it doesn't maybe. Work. <laughs> I, I, yeah, some of this tech I wish they'd go into a little deeper would be cool. Like those things, I don't even know. Are they like candles? Like are they like <laughs> flashlights? I don't know what they are. <laughs> like that's what they look like. Is it the way they hold them? You know, because you notice during this fight scene, they kind of all turn them the opposite way to where right. they look more like swords. So if it's like that, maybe that pruning effect or whatever they do well, doesn't do anything. They did have spears on the bottom, which like if you had if you had a stick that melted right. people, why would you make the other end of it pointy? <laughs> I would rather like yeah, <laughs> exactly. I used yeah. to slow a person down so you can melt them. All right, them. <laughs> well let's let's jump rewind a little bit um, before we get there because that after that is kind of a big moment so we'll, we'll back up a little bit um we do get to see a few different main tva characters start to go through this realization that hey maybe something is wrong maybe this isn't normal or i haven't always been here um i think that was that was kind of interesting i definitely you know i thought mobius for sure would go through this but to pull in mm-hmm. hunter B, was she b15 right um to pull her in B15. as well was kind yeah. of like oh my gosh well now we have like two characters that have been with us since episode one that have both been like oh hold on something's not right and you know they both obviously went about mm-hmm. it in different ways um it was interesting to see though that you know hey we don't know where b15 is I mean, she pulls Sylvie aside mm-hmm. back to Roxcart and asks her about, you know, what is it real? What happened? Whatever. 
you did something to me. So she sees her memories again. And then we don't really see her again until we're back in the timekeeper's room. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, well, I wonder what she was doing with that time between leaving Sylvie and reappearing. Did she go into Renslayer's office and get Sylvie's sword back? It looks like Yeah, she did have the sword, yeah. That's probably what... Wait for the diversion to go get the sword. But she has like a time thing. See that now we're back to where how does time work? Yeah. It's like did she, I don't know. I I assumed that she like <laughs> got a chance to see her life or something and then came back to help Sylvie. Mm-hmm. But that's just my feeble human brain trying to comprehend <laughs> how time works in this timeless place like i i I don't i don't know like did she just walk to renslayer's office did she whatever tim pad to it like we don't yeah they could have did more there yeah just 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 because they like made such a big deal that it was i mean it was an entire scene by itself where she goes to talk to sylvie and sylvie kind of like helps her through it Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is like a really powerful scene to then just not explain the next steps of what happened yeah and they had to do it in the rain <laughs> oh of course yeah everything's more dramatic in the rain <laughs> they paid a lot of money for that ross exactly, park yeah. said they're not going to use it just once um we do get to see kind of more of uh renslayer's office too like she has her i guess wall of trophies mm-hmm. um i didn't see anything necessarily that stood out in the wall um, but it was fun to kind of see like, oh, this is her collection of however yeah. long she's been here with the TVA. Yeah. I want to go back and revisit that because sure there's clues. We get, we get some nice little nods, um, around that moment as well. The whole interaction with Mobius and Renslayer was really fun. Um, there was certain moments, just the vibe of it. It was almost like you're watching a Wilson and Vince Vaughn film to me. It was just kind of like the, some of the, I don't know if it was the dialogue <laughs> or just the flow of it just felt like usually those moments when they're sitting down, having that like deep discussion like that almost when like Wilson has to uplift Vaughn in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was getting, getting that vibe. <laughs> I, I was getting increasingly irritated during this scene. Because I could tell she was lying to him. And she was using their friendship to manipulate him. And it was... One of the earlier scenes, whenever they were in her office, whenever she was talking about how the timekeepers had been so involved with this particular case, I knew then that she was lying to I didn't know why. I was like, she's not being straight with him for some reason. But it was just... This entire scene was just like Mm -hmm. churning (laughs) with deception. And I was like, oh, I used to like you. (laughs) I shipped this briefly. I might still, but she's going to have to straighten up a lot. Well, it yeah, was this... fun, too. I just, uh, the like, just her whole character, which, you know, could be that she had her mind erased and she's hardcore drinking the Kool-Aid. But I feel like, you know, of course, we're watching it from the outside in. So we mm-hmm. notice they we're like, oh, of course, she's bad. Like, of course, she's lying. But it's so funny to watch him 
realize that she's lying because the whole time it's like it's right in front of you like of course just the way that she's telling you oh yeah and then she couldn't talk anymore and then she died when she's talking about hunter c whatever c20 yeah and it's like <laughs> I mean, you don't believe that right you don't believe like she was fine when you talked to her and then she just couldn't talk anymore and died all in the span of like 10 minutes like come on mobius you're supposed to be you're like the number two in the tva how do you not see what's happening right now <laughs> so I, I don't know i am glad that he finally was able mm-hmm. to get some solid proof that hey hold on maybe she's not so good um he stole her cell phone or whatever her tim pad <laughs> <laughs> it's an ipod 4 that's what it looks yeah. that way it's the classic cell phone swap it's- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they something between them is real though, because we see that later in the episode when the big bad thing happens. Yeah. yeah. Are we talking about that yet? I'm afraid to start talking about it. I mean, that's kind of what happens next. The, the episode, like, we had another one of those episodes where it was very contained as far as like, yeah, we got to see a couple places, but the bulk of the episode took place in mm-hmm. in a short span of time. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll go right into, uh, the big thing. <laughs> Mobius gets melted. <laughs> yeah. And she, she does look away. Like she is the one who says melt him, mm-hmm. but she won't watch it. And <laughs> Tom Hillison does this thing where he almost cries, but no tears come out again. <laughs> one of his fun little tricks he knows how to do. <laughs> but that was so sad. I mean, cause she has to have some kind of affection, respect. Some aspect of their friendship is real for her to, you know, have to have that moment of disconnect when that's happening. But something that's going on, she cares about more. And we, we still don't know exactly what is going on with her and the TVA. Is she working with somebody, for somebody? Is this her show? What? Right. Yeah, she, she seems genu- genuinely curious about him as a person. Like, it's like, I, yeah, it makes you wonder, like, what what part of this is she really? Because she always wants to know, like, if you could go anywhere, where would it be? Like, why that question specifically and why ask it so much? Right. But it makes me almost feel like no. what if what if they really were a couple Pre yeah. whatever pre, happened. Pre all of this, they were yeah, they were a couple, and they, so like she <laughs> rode maybe, around jet skis together. <laughs> yeah, maybe she knows, <laughs> and she has a little bit more. You know, maybe because of her position with the timekeepers or whatever, she as a time judge, maybe she knows she was privy to the fact that they were together, but she's not allowed to tell him. So maybe asking him so many times, where would you go? Or what time would you visit? She's trying to see if like he remembers some part of that previous life. As depressing as that is. Well, I am super excited to get to <laughs> uh, the big reveal at the end of this episode. So kind of chugging chugging along, we have the scene with the that we've already kind of talked about with the um, timekeepers and Sylvie and Loki. Fighting. Both break out with the help of Hunter B-15 
who reappears tossing Sylvie her sword and Loki nothing. But then somehow when he starts fighting, it seems like he has his daggers. So I was confused. I didn't see that. That's another little detail. I have to go back and look to see if he had them or not. Well, that's the thing is he fights as if he has them. And I think at one point there's even a sound effect like metal hitting Hmm. metal when, Hmm. um, when Sylvie is not doing something and Mm -hmm. he's swinging all of his punches like this, like he has something in his hand, but there's nothing there. And so I started to think like, I wonder if, they weren't really sure, and so they told him to pretend <laughs> like he had them so that then they could right. put them in later, but then didn't end up having them. I don't know. It was very weird hmm. that she just gave Sylvia a sword and kind of left Loki to do his thing. Um, but after, you know, beating everybody, uh, they, well, Sylvie beheads the lead. I mean, a lead is kind of hard to say. We don't really know how the time lords mm-hmm. work but she beheads the middle one the top part of the pyramid <laughs> yeah exactly and, uh, you know i did think it was interesting that they essentially killed everybody except for renslayer sylvie just mm-hmm. punches her in the face to knock her out which is like classic bad move like she's gonna come mm-hmm. back to get you and uh sure enough she does in the second big thing of this episode where Loki gets melted and everyone has a moment of hold on the show is called Loki and there's still two more episodes and you melted him I don't know <laughs> um, and and right in the middle of what was clearly a confession of feelings yeah and yet another scene ripped wholesale from Doctor Who <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's the doomsday episode of doctor who all over again which makes me sad because that was at the time that was the saddest episode of television i'd ever witnessed in my entire life <laughs> now i need to go i don't, watch I don't this. even know how much i'm allowed to say about 15 year old spoilers for doctor who, but <laughs> Doctor and rose get separated and then he's like she just like is sobbing and telling him that she loves him and then he's like well i guess now that you're not my companion we'll never see each other again and there's no harm in me saying it Rose Tyler, and then he just disappears because the energy thing keeping him there is gone. It's all dried up, so he never gets to finish. Classic. (laughs) This was that. (laughs) I mean, if there was a show out there that I'd be okay with ripping off other time travel shows, this would be it, just because I think it's a fun way for them to pay (laughs) homage to, homage, whatever, to these other films. Um, I do wish at some point we had seen like a flux capacitor or something and maybe it will, it will come out that that's in the background of some scene somewhere. I don't know. I think that'd be fun. It's part of the office. Yeah. Uh, so that's in the drawer with the infinity. Stones. <laughs> yeah. Once, once he gets melted, uh, I wrote in big capital letters in my notes, where do you go when you get melted or when you get pruned is what I wrote. Yeah. Um, just because, okay, well, now we've pruned two of the main characters of this show, and there's still two episodes left. So clearly, they didn't disappear. They went somewhere. And we have, I believe, our first post credit scene um, for the Loki series. Uh, so if you did not see this post credit scene, go watch it. 
it's really short but <laughs> it's telling <laughs> um so loki wakes up still in his outfit and he's looking around he asks if it's hell which haha wouldn't he know hell because mm-hmm. of ragnarok i don't know um <laughs> But what he is greeted with is what seems to be three versions of Loki and a version of Thor, I think. Or maybe it's supposed to be a Thor-esque version of Loki. I don't really well, know. Well, I found I found something. I don't know if it's comic-accurate versions, but yeah. Um, he wakes up greeted, so we finally get to hear the voice we've been waiting for, which is Richard E. Grant. Um, so distinctive. <laughs> <laughs> so... The, I'm curious to see if these are comic accurate. Um, we can we can fact check this, but uh, it's King Loki, Kid Loki, Boastful Loki, and Crocodile Loki. Which, why did they put a Loki hat on a crocodile? Um, I don't know. <laughs> because it's insanely cute. It's because it's toys, man. We're going to see, like, that's going to be this Christmas item. Everyone's going to want a crocodile Loki. <laughs> Which one is supposed to be boastful Loki and which one's supposed to be King Loki? Well, I would I would view it as King Loki being Richard E. Grant's character who is in the, you know, the comic version outfit of Loki. Mm-hmm. Um I would I would view the boastful and I and I did look at this. I didn't see any comic references per se, but it just kind of goes back to the MCU wiki. But yeah, the one holding the hammer is the boastful Loki. Well, I like the idea of there being like a Loki that has the power to hold. I mean, we don't. I don't even know if it is Mjolnir. Maybe it's just a hammer. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like Mjolnir, but also it looks right. like it was modeled after Mjolnir, so that could be a thing. <laughs> I've got a hammer. It's not special or yeah. anything. I just carry yeah. it. Yeah. Kid Loki looks like Kid Loki. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. we know Kid Loki. Uh, King Loki, his outfit, guys, it looks. Like, it looks like he's he walked off the set of WandaVision during their Halloween yeah, episode. Exactly. It looks so goofy. And, like, I get it. I get yeah. it. I liked in WandaVision when they put them in their costumes. But also, they at least kind of explained it away as being Halloween. Yeah. This right. is just like, come on. You're not yeah. wearing that. For real? King Loki with his yeah. bright yellow and green. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay with it. I, I mean, I was about to say, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I mean, I get it. He's a variant, mm-hmm. and like he comes from some other timeline, clearly. Mm-hmm. But just compared to like the dull, I don't know, darkness of everything else, I just right. thought it was funny with his little like side yeah. satchel. Um, there was some an interesting thing in the background of this episode or this scene, which, you know, the scene itself is interesting. Now we kind of know that when you get pruned, you don't die, you don't disappear, you get sent somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be some sort of apocalyptic version of Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and behind all of the Lokis, you can actually see Stark slash Avengers Tower. Mm-hmm. Um which seems to be destroyed along with the rest of New York. Um, so this is kind of interesting because, you know, were they just, when you get pruned, are you just sent to another dimension? 
and this mm-hmm. is how we're going to get into the multiverse of madness here? Or are you sent to the past or the future? Like, Loki was sent somewhere. Sent to the upside down? I mean, yeah. And it, it kind of looks like <laughs> that. There's like, right? you know. It also looks a bit like there's some spider web hanging. Um, you can look up a picture of this mm. um, because that's where I first noticed. I didn't even notice it when I watched mm. the episode. But hanging from a lamppost behind them, it looks like there's some spider web hanging. Um, mm. And I was wondering if like, oh, is that just some creepy background? Or is mm. it like, oh, is Spider-Man here? Or is Venom here? Or Carnage or some version of Spidey? Yeah. Um I mean, it's New York. It's either New York or it's just like a bunch of buildings that like get thrown through some temporal hole, and this yeah. is a dumping ground. Unless, yeah, unless it's an alternate one where th- that initial New York attack from Thanos won. Oh yeah, yeah. I be, I mean, be I I like that because it could be like, you know, this was the time that one of these Lokis was yanked out of and maybe the reverse time bomb or whatever didn't go off and Mm -hmm. this is what happened because of it. Yeah. I like that fan theory. (laughs) I'm curious to see if uh, the um, not melt stick. I was wondering if it happens to everybody who gets melt sticked or if it's just Lokis like if there's some sort of trick or enchantment that's grouping all the Lokis together, but it's just like everybody else can just disappear into the ether. Who cares? I mean, we, we got to have a way to, find, uh, to get Mobius back. So Yeah, I, I'm sure that I'm leaning that they all go to the same place. They just kind of, kind of like the very beginning. You don't know where you're going to end up. It just kind of randomly <laughs> spit you out somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe they put you there, and then if they like you, they make you be a TBA worker. <laughs> maybe um it's like the here's my new theory of here's my new theory of what could be going on um they're trying they're essentially trying to prune all the variations of loki they never really worried about the the loki that we know because in his you know in the core timeline he dies it's like whatever like you know thanos takes him out so Sylvie figures this out and I'm wondering if what she did to create all the various, you know, branches, if that's to try to save all the other versions of Loki. But the question is, is like, who's kind of leading the TVA now to stop all of this? Is it another version of Loki? Is it Renslayer? Is it Kang? Is it the timekeepers that are just hiding somewhere? I don't know. But that's kind of what I'm leaning towards right now is that everything that's going on is someone is trying to prune all the versions of Loki. So they're all sent to this one place. And now they're all going to have to get together, team up to, you know, to get free. I mean, I really like that. But I also now I really want that to be what's happening because I want to see more versions of Loki. More versions of Loki. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, like we... it's like <laughs> It's like seeing all the versions of Iron Man suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we saw yeah. some of them in the holographic display or whatever at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So it would be yeah. really cool to see some other versions of him. Yeah. Like they have a whole colony of Loki variants <laughs> or something. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, 
or even if we could see some other heroes that have or yeah. villains that have variants yeah. in this in this world and that's kind of what i was hoping for with the spider web and the fact that we mm. saw like stark tower like what if mm-hmm. there's what if there's like a marvel zombies reference here and mm. like you know i mean come on where's my marvel zombies movie i'd watch that garbage <laughs> did either of you read this uh i'm i've heard of it but i haven't i've never read it oh my gosh i think i've seen the, the cover <laughs> there's an entire crossover with uh marvel apes mm-hmm. where the marvel zombies huge hugely off topic here but the marvel zombies <laughs> steal the ability to to travel between dimensions and they travel to the ape dimension and then they start eating and transforming all of the Marvel apes into Marvel zombies as well. It's ridiculous. It is the most ridiculous series of comics in the universe. But I digress. Back to Loki. <laughs> that would be an interesting thing to see in this kind of limbo, though, that that they're being put in. Because it looks like an apocalypse. Like, you'd think if everyone that got pruned was sent here, you know, they would have some semblance of mm-hmm. civilized life. But this just seems like like a cosmic dumping ground, like yeah. like the planet from Thor Ragnarok, where it's just like tra- all the trash that floats through space mm-hmm. gets ends up here. But this is all the trash that floats through time. <laughs> yeah, it felt very very like scavengery, like mm-hmm. you know, they just still have to do the best they can to survive there. Mm-hmm. And like, what do they fight against? You know, like yeah. this group of Lokis. Are there bad Lokis yeah. there, or are there a bunch? Is there a group of Thors walking around, and they got to fight the Thors? Like, <laughs> we we got <laughs> two more episodes. Oh, I would love to see some Thor variants. <laughs> yeah, like a skinny twig Thor. <laughs> That's the only one I want to see. Uh. <laughs> I was just like, what if there's a less hot Thor that's just like feeling real bad and he's around all the other Thors? <laughs> I always wanted a Thor like they did uh, Aquaman when they like revamped Aquaman and they replaced his hand with a like a hook. I want Thor, but instead of his hand, it's just Mjolnir like sticking out of his stump. Oh, goodness. Well, before we go, we'll kind of we'll go over some quick uh, Loki news. Um, so first of all, uh, Luke, I saw you kind of responded to us about it in the, the group. So I'll kind of let you take the lead on this, but the, um, the redone, the WandaVision for WandaVision. Yes. Yeah. So, um, for those listening, if you've seen WandaVision, um, you should be familiar at the very, uh, last episode, there is an extra credit scene where it kind of pans down to this, uh, essentially this cabin in the woods where that's where Wanda is. So uh, this was, I guess by now, it was like three or four days ago, someone went viral on the internet where they were re-watching that scene and they kind of caught a glimpse of something and they zoomed in and recorded it. So essentially what it looks like is it looks like there's some invisible person floating down to the cabin. Um, so it kind of threw this you know, idea that, ooh, did Marvel Disney Plus have some kind of variation of this alternate ending and uh, put it out there where 
Looks like, in fact, it was some sort of editing mistake. Um, I guess the question is, is was this all always there and we just never noticed it? Or did somehow they re-upload this episode and it had that editing mistake? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was just like, uh, I think like a masking effect mess up or something like that. So mm. nothing, uh, nothing crazy going on there. It kind of stinks me out. because, yeah, yeah, I was, I was thinking that it was vision yeah, and that he just turned ethereal and was, was floating right. down to check on her, but we weren't supposed to know. Yeah. But now you've dashed my hopes and dreams, Marvel, with your editing mistakes. <laughs> I was or hoping is that like, a cover up? It, it could be cover up. Who knows? No, yeah, someone someone did verify it was just a simple uh, simple editing mistake. Uh, well, the last thing that we wanted to talk about really quick was that it has been announced uh, that Gamora and the Guardians of the Galaxy, in some form, are going to show up in Loki, not in this season, but in a future season. Um, I think that's really cool. <laughs> But I'm also interested to see how it works. Um, I'm wondering if they're doing it just because they have seen the, you know, everyone's applaud for them putting Thor with the Guardians and how funny that seems like it's going to be. Um, But also is this because, like we've said before, Loki has shot some stuff on the set with Thor and maybe with the Mm -hmm. guardians and maybe it's not for this season, but he's already shot stuff with them so that they can use it for the future season. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's some exciting news that came out this week of, of where, you know, where we're going, what we could see. Here's hoping the next couple episodes all end with an end credit scene and we can get some more, glimpses into the future of loki and the tva um <laughs> or the but, past ooh, ooh, spooky uh <laughs> <laughs> make sure to follow us on social media if you're not already and that way you can be sure not to miss any episodes or any exciting news that we learn uh and don't forget to check out our patreon this week um i will have up the different tiers Uh, that you can pick from if you want to support us in our goals (laughs) of potentially getting stuff early. That would be great. If you know anyone that can get Marvel stuff early, or if you yourself listening to this think, hey, I'm the editor on Loki. I can send you guys unedited episodes. Do it, please. We would love it. We would love to talk about this stuff a little bit ahead of time. So uh, if you know anyone or you know how to get a hold of someone uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or if you want to get a comment or a shout out um, be sure to follow us on social be sure to check out the patreon for ways to do that and if there's nothing else from you guys we'll wrap it up this week oh i'm all good i follow us if there's anything last notes on this episode um, that excited me was uh, was um, the reference to uh, the TVA has brought in Cree Titans and vampires. Ooh. So that was another fun little moment because it makes me like, are they talking about Blade or are they talking about Morbius? Could be either or. Could be could just be vampires in general. But curious yeah. to which they're really putting a nod there, or if it could be a nod to both both characters. 
I hope that it is. I mean, I would hope that they chose Blade, but yeah, you know, as long as they've they, it's now officially canon that there are vampires in the MCU. So <laughs> right, yeah. How about you, Elisa? Any last thoughts? Um. Well, one thing that I wanted to share before I forgot it, and this is strictly a this is literally a rumor I saw on Twitter, but this person swore that there would be an actual soundtrack to Loki release and that they have a full version of the Norwegian song from last week because <laughs> we apparently only got one verse in that episode wow. and they like wrote four or five and they're like, we're going to record this. <laughs> but also just the music for the last couple of weeks has been really, really good uh, on the show. Like they ended with the Brenda Lee song mm-hmm. uh, this time and last week it was the Bonnie guitar and the Haley uh Kyoko, I think mm-hmm. that is her name. So I really would love a soundtrack at this point. They're yeah. doing a great job selecting uh, music for all these episodes. And of course, we've got our, you know, theme with the theremin and all the crazy things like that that everybody's mm-hmm. been into. Um, so, I, again, I just really hope that we actually get that. And it's not just a dumb rumor I saw on Twitter. <laughs> that would be fun. I've shazammed like all these songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably where I'm rewinding the most is to listen to the song. So Shazam will pick it up. If you look at any Easter egg list or anything for this show online, it's the last one is always whatever song they chose for the end and how it like (laughs) relates to the episode. So they have been doing a really good job of, of making sure that they don't just throw a song to throw a song. All the songs have some sort of deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. Well, be sure to listen next week as we tackle another episode there's only two left and don't forget next week black widow comes out so be sure to spend your extra 30 dollars on your disney plus account (laughs) to get premium access and watch (laughs) black widow we will see you all next week Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.